You are listening to Clarissa Explains It All from Adagio Fit, where we focus on topics of nutrition, exercise, and mental health to help gracefully train your body and mind so you can reach optimal health and happiness and live a life you love. This is podcast number 28, What's Your Focus? Hello, friends. I feel like it's been forever because I podcast in batches, and so you get me every week, but I talk to you like twice a month. So (laughs) I feel like it's been a couple weeks since I have seen you and forever or have talked to you, and I'm actually thrilled to be doing this other batch of podcasts. I just finished an eight-week online group coaching course, and you guys, it was fabulous. We had the best women come into this course, and for eight weeks, we focused on exercise and nutrition, but had a heavier focus on our mind and training our mind to help us get the most out of our exercise and nutrition. So much good stuff happened, and this change that came as we coached together and shared stories of success and our tally marks of experience as we applied the subjects that we learned every week, and it was just truly an amazing course. So I have the same courses opening up right now, but they're specifically for individuals and not for groups. So if you want to learn more about that, you can head to my website at www.adagiofit.com. That's A-D-A-G-I-O-F-I-T. And you can look for mind and body coaching for individuals. And as one of my students said, she said, once your mind is in on it, you are already there. And that is the truth about this course. It's like in a nutshell. So if that's not exactly what you're looking for right now, we also have courses on nutrition and exercise, and those are separated out from the mind work as well. So we have lots of different courses for you to meet your goals. Go check us out online and check out our programs. All right. This week, we are talking about what our focus is. This topic was put into the forefront of my mind when my girls were watching a show called Brain Games. And in that show, they had a test for the audience to participate in, which I think is really cool. And what it was is it was a screen that was black and it had little blue moving circles all around the screen. And they just kind of darted back and forth. It kind of reminded me of molecules as they get as they get warmed up. They were bouncing back and forth. And in the circle of the screen was a square made out of four footballs. So each football was in a corner and they were spaced a little bit apart, but there were the four. And the host asked everybody to pick any football on that screen and stare at that football. And the footballs weren't moving around, but only the little blue dots were moving around. And as you stared at the screen and specifically at one of those footballs, the other three footballs literally disappeared from the screen after a certain period of time. And every once in a while, I would see one kind of pop back in. But most of the time, for the majority of the time, I stared at one football. The other three footballs had disappeared. So what they were showing us on this show was that our brains, when we choose to focus on one thing, it gets a hint that other things are not 
as important. And it literally chooses to unsee the other things. What? Did you guys know that your brain could do that? Your brain could choose to unsee certain things that are not important at what your brain has defined as not important. And as I thought about this uh, test for us to participate in, I thought about how it applied to our lives and um, specifically on some on some things that I'm working with on my clients. And I'm always asking my clients, and I ask myself this as well, what is my focus? And this test was literally the science to back up this question. What is your focus? And could it be that as we focus on specific, uh, maybe good things around us, that our brains, being so smart, will unsee or deem not as important the bad things or the negative things that aren't around us. So when I say, what is your focus? I'm, I'm helping my clients choose to see good in their lives versus seeing all of the stressors that can easily so fog us up, right? So if I'm looking around that whole screen in that test that they did, if I, if my eyes are darting back and forth, I'm constantly seeing all four footballs and I see all those blues, blue dots moving around. But if I choose to focus in on one thing, I can kind of see those blue dots moving in my peripheral vision, but the other three footballs fall out of place. So I think it can be super easy to see what we lack or do not have when we do not have focus. We live with ourselves all the time. So the things that become normal, like talents and blessings and abilities and everyday mundane tasks, and even like family members and people in our lives, they become so normal for us that our brain actually uh, ingrains a habit of normalcy and actually uses less processing uh, material and energy into focusing on those things that are normal for us. But the things that are novel or things that we lack because they're not normal for us are easier to see because it says, whoa, wait, I haven't seen that before. And it takes a longer time to focus on them. And it delegates more processing energy to focusing on those things. So when we are focused on things outside of what we already have or what we are capable of, we will find a lack, right? And it's a mindset of scarcity and it causes a block of creativity and problem solving. And utilizing what is right in front of us, it also creates depressive thoughts and issues. It is focusing on the bad football, <laughs> okay? So as we focus on the bad football, we will see more bad and lose vision of the good, right? But if we choose to see the good football, we will be focused in and our brains will see how amazing it is that we truly already have what we need and even more than what we actually already have. So there are some really good people who have been gifted with the ability to focus on the good. And some of us either haven't been gifted for that or we were taught to focus on the negative by maybe how we were raised or experiences that we had uh, 
with teachers, etc., as we grew up and developed. What is so great is that we can actually learn to change our focus and we can actually help our brain to shift uh those neurotransmitters to help us see the good. And when you think about it, when you think about this test of these footballs, it truly isn't a hard thing when you go back to it because it's just a shift from looking at one football to looking at a different football. It's a shift in our gaze. It's not that we're starting new and fresh because the good things are already there. We just have lost focus on seeing those. So let's talk about some ways to work on your focus. I listened to a podcast once and I really wish I could remember who said it, but I know that it was the Good Life Project podcast, one of my favorite podcasts. You need to go check it out. It's a little orange icon and it's called the Good Life Project. And in that, they talked about the host and the person he was interviewing. They talked about every time they went to do something, they would ask themselves if that action was towards their focus or if it would, um, in other words, if it would lead to success and progress towards that success. So whatever you define your success as, which is something that we do um, in our mind in our life coaching courses is that we work on defining what success is to us. And I find myself often asking myself, will this lead to success when I become mindful that I might be like scrolling aimlessly on instant media or I mean social media, <laughs> instant media. That's too funny. Um, if I am scrolling aimlessly on social media or I'm choosing between options of activities for my day, uh, will this activity lead to my success or my ultimate feelings of success, right? Because I think that success is just a feeling and it's a feeling that we can create as we choose to view an achievement or a circumstance. So asking this question has caused me to be mindful of what is needed right now. It puts me in the present moment of choosing intentionally an activity or a task that is a step towards success and who I have chosen to be. Another way that we can shift our focus is a teaching by Brendan Bruchard, and I love him. He teaches that we need to have a focus for every single day. So I have taken that um, and kind of have used that as I teach my clients about goals, setting a really big goal and then breaking them down into like monthly and weekly and daily goals, which we talk about also in my life coaching courses. And having these goals gives us a focus, gives us an understanding of what steps we need to take every single day in order to reach that goal. And so those steps then become our focus. And Brendan Bruchard teaches this and he um, teaches that we need to, ha we can have like three things, major things that we need to get done for the day. What are our three focuses for the day in order to reach that success? So having a big goal, even setting yourself up for success that way is breaking that down so that you know exactly what you need to be focusing on. If you don't have any goals, you don't have a focus or a direction in where you're headed. And those goals can be anything from career goals to personal fitness goals to um, 
They can also be goals in like raising, uh, in raising your family. And, you know, maybe you want to finish a book of scriptures by the end of the year. And so you break that down into how much you need to read every day. That can be focusing on how many times you hold your tongue for the day, right? So if you're, if you're focusing on maybe having more patience, something like that. I think this is kind of what God teaches us in the scriptures about keeping an eye on him and our focus on him is that as we do that focus and do what he asks of us, that all other things will fall away. And the things that don't matter, our brain will choose then not to focus on. And so every morning I spend time reading out of my scriptures and doing thought work, rewriting my thoughts, and then I do affirmations and I'm setting my brain up for focus of the day. And there are many spiritual practices that I think help us do this. I think spirituality is a connection with oneself in a, in a grounding with oneself and one's beliefs. So there are many different uh, practices that you can do, and these are kind of just mine, but I like to do them in the morning because it truly sets an intention for my day and that focus connects and grounds myself uh, spiritually and then I'm able to let the other things fall away. So going back to Brendan Burchard, he talks in his book called High Performance Habits. He says that we need to ask ourselves who needs to, us to show up for the day and who needs our best. Usually when I ask myself this in the morning, you know, who needs me to show up for the day? It becomes my kids and my husband first, my clients second, and finally like the listeners of my podcast, if I'm recording podcast or the readers of my emails. Sometimes it's like people in my community, if I know I have like a community event that day or a school event that day. It could be members of my extended family if we are headed to a family party. Sometimes who needs me to show up for the day is a specific person, okay? Sometimes that person, I'll feel like in enlightenment and somebody's name will come to my mind or it will be one of my daughters specifically, uh, somebody that I need to focus on during the day. Or it could just be a general group, like I said, my family or uh, my community or something like that. And this, asking myself who needs me to show up for the day really allows me to have a focus on something outside of myself and where I'm using my goals to guide my service to others. And that truly leads to like a super fulfilling, a deep, rich, joyful life. And finally, we've heard it all before, but doing gratitudes is the last, one of the last ways that I wanted to talk to you about today on your focus Gratitude's focusing on the good football and how amazing things are is letting other the other three footballs fade away. When we choose to focus our attention on what is good we or what we are capable of or what we already have been blessed with, that extra falls away. The unimportant gets unseen and we are able to give ourselves fully to that one area or focus, okay? So two ways you can use gratitudes. First of all, writing your gratitudes down is actually more 
useful to your brain than if you weren't to write it down and just say it out loud. And one of the reasons why the studies show this is that when you have hard times pulling back the gratitudes that you have written in the past actually boosts your willpower and grit and power to get through a hard situation, but also boost your immune system by reading those gratitudes. So that's a really awesome study that has been done about that. Also, I recommend with my clients is not just writing a simple gratitude of, you know, I'm grateful for running water. I'm grateful I was able to go on a run today. I'm grateful that my body can walk up the stairs, but really putting in a why next to that. And that truly connects you to the truth of that gratitude for yourself, helps you recognize and acknowledge why that thing or that happening or that talent helps you feel better about yourself or why you have chosen to feel good about that. Um, then the second way you can use this is a parenting tactic that I use with my girls. So when my girls are being so negative and so ornery and come home either from school complaining or when they're done playing with friends, sometimes they tend to be a, a bit whiny and tired. We do five positives. So I tell them, I need you to tell me five good things. And they have, they can't be, uh, easy, you know, there's five people in our family. And so sometimes my girls will want to just name off every person in the family, but I will ask them, why do you feel thankful for being able to play with your friends? You know, something like that. And it truly has helped flip moods and emotions in this house because we are choosing to then shift our focus over to another football, right? Finally, I just want to put in all of this that sometimes our focus is not a year in advance. Sometimes our focus has to be one hour at a time for a project or for a person. And that when we transition from one activity to another throughout our day, we really need to look at where our focus is and shift that focus into a good place in this next coming circumstance. Um, I do that like when I go into a workout, okay, I'm going to give this my all today. This is where my focus is just for an hour. I'm going to put my headphones in and I'm going to give my body an hour and not worry about all the other things that I have to do. When I'm teaching, there are times when I have to leave my problems at the door like that I am not going into teaching in a good place, but I know that my students need me to show up because I've asked myself who needs me today. So I'm choosing to intentionally focus on the one project or the one hour at a time. Our brains do not multitask very well, apparently, because when we focus in on one thing, we forget the rest. So if we're looking all over the place, we just get overwhelmed and overstimulated and we just can't perform well. So setting those intentions specifically for moments throughout our day, not even just for a whole day, can really help us to remain focused and um, see success within our day and how we feel about ourselves. All right. So the questions that we kind of asked is, will your activity lead you to feelings of success or progress towards a goal? Setting goals and intentions for your day, your week, your hour, your month, your year. Um, 
asking who needs you to show up for today, and gratitudes, stating your why, and using positives with your kids when they're kind of whiny and feeling negative. So those are kind of some things that I am thinking about today. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Clarissa Explains It All with Adagio Fit. Check out our programs online. While you're there, leave us a review. Um, in our podcast, asks, uh, you can ask us questions on this episode, specifically below the show notes. And I will see you guys next week. <laughs>